the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday the 26th. You are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. I'm so glad Tuesday is over. Oh, so bye. <laughs> Yesterday was such a long day. We All of us have a long day and thank you for for carrying the water oh, yeah. for our our network and making sure that we got some good entries in for the West Virginia Broadcasters Association yeah. contest. So you listened year. to them and you didn't cringe too much so that always gives me I've, a little I've bit I've learned to hide. Hope. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing. No, they were really good and thankfully because I'm not great at production, you did the two big ones. Well, you did three big ones mm-hmm. and I just had to pick a a newscast, which is weird because it's like Picking a child. Yeah, it's judging. Yeah, and then as soon as I deployed it, I was second guessing myself. I know there was another one that had some content that I really liked, Mm -hmm. and maybe I should have put the the pieces in a different order. And it just it's maddening. I went downstairs to check on Rona, and she said, "You know, you have a little anxiety, don't you?" (laughs) And I thought that's the most apt thing. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Say they uh, (laughs) not my anxiety. They were due by midnight. (laughs) This last night, midnight last night, and uh, Marsha, I definitely did not. Submit the last one with four minutes till midnight. Well, Definitely I, didn't do that. Okay. Okay. No matter what anybody was that, says. Was that the sports one? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, was the, it was the network one. Was it? <laughs> sure. It was the station <laughs> one, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, you know yes. what? I, we're fine. It's fine. It's hey, all it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Anyways. <laughs> Back to uh, the show at hand. Joining us in studio is Berkeley County Fiduciary Chief Will Lordson. We got a little different music for you this time, a little better music for you this time than uh, over the holidays. Because Marsha, I think Marsha felt a little bad that we played the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper song, well, Death and Taxes. <laughs> but it's Will Lordson. How you doing this morning, Will? I'm very well. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thanks well, for joining us. First of all, congratulations. You're thank engaged. You, thank you. I am. I am engaged. Megan Camilletti. You know what that sounds like you're going to be spending a lot of? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's perfect. Absolutely. Well, I had to tell I had to tell my now fiance, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And sorry, honey. You know. But she said yes anyway, <laughs> she right? Did. She okay. did. Hey, congratulations. Uh, That's thank very, you very cool. much. This is one of the best times of your life. So yeah. congratulations. That's what and, people tell me. Yeah. So um <laughs> yeah, keep us updated. That's exciting. We'll so do. then then you'll have all you'll have to make all those changes that married people do. Thanks and I bet you have an inside track on that. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Everybody uh, is free to give me advice. My email. Is, I'm kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> no, people have been giving oh, you advice. So like like absolutely. 10 minutes into our conversation, I'm like, oh, have you checked this venue out? <laughs> yeah. It's for, it's like yeah. a, a tick people have. Sure. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I, you know, now married people uh, obviously have, have way more experience being married than I do. So... 
you know, I, I welcome it with a with a tinge of okay, that's cool, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> appreciate it, but also <laughs> please, please, please stop. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, when will you have your will changed up? Ah, oh, well, that's well. See, I never Good had segue. to. Thank you. Yes, I I never really had to have one. Uh, all my stuff was going exactly where I wanted it to via intestacy. Uh, but now, uh, once you get married, uh, everything's going to go to my wife anyway. So, ah. you know, it's fine. So As it you, should be. <laughs> now, I feel, I don't know if this is a correct question or not, but how quick should you be changing your will if you get married? Because if you never know, right? You know, how right. things no, could people, end up down the line. Unfortunately, people do die on their wedding yeah, night. Exactly. Oh, wow. Like, uh, no. Cool segue. Um, no, no. Okay, it, I'm sorry. I just go dark go, to go, some go dark right place yeah, <laughs> absolutely um no so how quick should you it depends on your circumstance honestly uh, a lot of these things have to do with your uh how traditional your family is if you have a child from a previous uh relationship and then you get married well now all of a sudden there's some some open questions of do you want that child to get half because that's what's going to happen in, in testacy try explaining that to your wife um, you know, yeah. so that that's going to be a thing that you probably want to get a will for. Wow! So those are some awkward conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Among the I've awkward, had them. Yeah. Among yeah. the awkward conversations that we might have while we were here on, in the land of the living is um, talking to our kids about our wills mm-hmm. and, and where the will is. The the most basic thing in will, if you're going to go through the trouble of making a will and whether that trouble is literally doing a Google search of what, you know, a form of a will, which as a lawyer, I would tell you not to do. But um, if you go through that trouble, make sure you know, at, at the very least, the named executor, whether that's your spouse, whether that's your, you know, favorite child, uh, of course, oh. you wouldn't tell that, <laughs> uh, whether that's your, ironically, I'm not the named executor in my parents' will. <laughs> Um, me and Marcia definitely didn't uh, talk about who her favorite child was. That's, that's no. awesome. And to not, be fair, you... she didn't give me any definitive answer. <laughs> sure. So the, she did it the right I said it depends on the day. That's, that's what I said. That's what a lot of parents that's say. A, so who are you going to text first? She goes, the group chat. Right. Of course. Oh, of course. Um, but, but yeah, Marcia brings up a good point. I mean, you need to tell people where things are. Um, you know, my parents have told, you know, both, both kids, not the executor, cause I'm not that one, but, uh, yeah, I don't but, think he's bitter about this <laughs> at all. all. I, I won't bring it up five or six more times, but <laughs> um, it's what you do for a living know, too, by, by the way, well, I made the will back when I, you know, before I made, uh, I, I graduated from law school, but that's neither here nor there. You guys don't want to know about that. But anyway, um, I hope your mom's listening. Oh, she most certainly is. Anyway, Say, as uh, being told that I'm the favorite out of me and my that's sister, cool. I wow. can't necessarily associate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know what that's like. No. Yeah. Um, what, what is that like? Great. Jordan. Great. Um, but, but to Marsha's point, you know, uh, that we can take copies of will. So it's not like, uh, you know, the, the automatic, uh, you know, if you don't have the original will, it's a terrible, terrible thing. It just creates another needless step. And honestly, that's become more and more of a problem. People come in and say, I have a copy of the will. I don't actually have the will itself. But what if it's not the updated copy? Because people will update their wills, correct? Absolutely. And if it's not the most up-to-date will, if we, for instance, um, we we are instructed to take we are instructed by the law to uh, take the uh, last dated will. So if there is a more up to date one, uh, it is assumed that the last will is null and void. Uh, most wills that are updated will say, you know, I hereby, uh, you know, expunge any former will p- previous to this date. So. And what makes that 
a binding legal document? Does it have to be notarized? There are a couple of things that need to happen. Um, to be a good will and to be a valid will, like I've said in the past, are two very, very different things. Um, to be a valid will, all you have to have is two witnesses, uh, and those two witnesses should not be beneficiaries in your will. Uh, if they are beneficiaries, they just can't take more otherwise than they would have taken without the will. That's mm. just one of those things. Uh, but yeah, as far as that's concerned, that's all you need. Now, there are uh, lawyers uh, who do what's called a self-attesting document that basically is, are, are these two witnesses saying, okay, when I saw this person sign this will, they were not out of their mind. They had legal capacity to make this will. They knew what they were signing mm -hmm. was a will. And uh, also, you know, nobody's putting a gun to this person's head to mm -hmm. make them give me their stuff. Uh, that's, and that's why going to a lawyer is such a better option than looking online. So when we talk about where we we store these, I, I'm going to age myself here, but I've had probably the same safety deposit box for mm -hmm. 25 years mm -hmm. before I had kids, before I had any kind of, you know, survivors or anyone else. So for if all the I, gold bullion, sure. <laughs> if <laughs> I kick the bucket today, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's something, something happened to incapacitate my husband, it, no one could get to that will right. if I had a will in that safety deposit box. So, so yeah, in that circumstance, it's actually a catch-22 situation. Um, to get access to a safety deposit box that's owned only by you, uh, you would technically, uh, or one of your children would have to open your estate first, then go to the safety deposit box to get the will. Hmm. And it's kind of, yeah, it's 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 really, it's it's backwards. So, um, the Berkeley County Clerk's Office actually is one of the only clerk's offices in this state, to my knowledge, uh, that offers a safekeeping option uh, where they can store it. They don't record the will mm -hmm. because you're living. We don't want to do that. Um, they'll record it. They'll hold it in safekeeping. And the only two people that can request that will's you know removal are either you to change your will or me after you have deceased. So... Um, that's usually the best option. Again, speaking with Berkeley County fiduciary chief, Will Lawrenson, do you have another question? No, I, I just think that's that's a great option, and we only have it here in Berkeley County. Yep. Huh. Now, why is that? I guess they can just, people different I places think, can. Well, <laughs> clerks have, I do not envy the jobs of any county clerk here. Yeah. You have, you legally speaking, you have to keep records on hand one, I mean, this county predates the state, oh, so yeah. we have we have documents that, constitutionally speaking, have to be held in person, tangibly on you know uh, on on the clerk's site forever and ever until the end of really? time. Really? Yes. Oh, so wow. I don't envy that. Uh, I am not that organized. We kind of cool to see some of those. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's one of those things where I just I I don't envy that. So I think to answer your question more directly, why don't more clerk's offices do that? Because it's an extra thing they have right. to do. Uh, gotcha. yeah. yeah, no, I don't blame them there. Yeah, exactly. Now, unfortunately, we got to be getting to our first break here in just about three minutes or so. So, is there anything else you want the people to know about? Like maybe <laughs> poignant to you? But, uh, well, maybe I mean, addresses for you know, sure, wedding invites. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, those are upcoming. Uh, no, but if you uh, want to give our office a call, uh, please do. Uh, it, it just I, I would. Ex we're actually updating uh, our website as we speak. So, That's such a pain, um, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> and uh, our our website has all of the relevant checklists that you need to go through if you're uh, unfortunately going through this. If you lost a loved one, uh, we have a lot of just honestly just. Uh, 
information that can help you with the the stuff you're about to have to go through. So should um, you just have a will ready? I, I was, like would it make sense for me to write a will up even though I don't have you know survivors and you know, um, gotta know where like the that. dog is supposed to I know. right how much that, he's gonna get honestly how much the dog is gonna get. there are there are laws that uh, actually set out provisions for what you can give a pet so yes you should always uh, I think it's it's prudent to always think about estate planning uh, keep it in the back of your mind for big life changes divorces marriages children. Those kinds of things always need to be in the back of your mind. And, you know, if, if the worst should happen, what happens to that stuff? And think about it. Are you OK with that? Mm -hmm. Now, wasn't there some story? I can't remember when now. It it's was going to be about cats, a while ago. It? No, there was like some lady left all of her estate, like everything mm -hmm. to her two Pomeranian dogs. Yes. And uh, I remember there being a bunch of news stories about that, there, I can't, but I can't remember when. Now. It's something you study in law school. So there are uh, the. Without any kind of legislature uh, intervention, then I, you know, obviously the families or extended families would have a big problem with oh, that. Could you imagine being like the, <laughs> the son, the daughter to the person mm -hmm. that left everything well, to I'm the thinking, dogs? What if you hook up as the executor and then oh. like you get a fee? Yeah. Because oh, that yeah. sounds like the, the perfect grift, right? It really <laughs> is. It really is. So uh, what West Virginia, much like, I mean, pretty much every state has limits what you can. I mean, there are trusts to take care of dogs. So if you're saying... You know, or, or cats or whatever your pets are. If it's a pair, usually it's parrots, honestly, uh, because, because they, they live, live so long. long. Yeah, um, <laughs> they outlive us all, and uh, you know, and they're so pretty. So we want to we want to make sure they're taken care of. But it's to a point. We're is that not going gonna... on? Is that going on your registry, parrot? Oh, oh absolutely. Are you gonna like ask? For... He says Star Wars stuff. Of course, I'm gonna list my parrot. <laughs> now, are you? I'm sure you and the fiance are gonna be looking forward to walking around TJ Maxx or whatever with the little <laughs> scanner, Bed Bath and Beyond, and just go get oh, yeah. this, zip, this, zip, this, zip, this, zip, this, this, this. I don't. I I, I support uh, whatever she wants to do. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> he's like already he's got been all married the right for years. <laughs> like he's been married for years. Get <laughs> speak with Berkeley County Fiduciary Chief Will Lawrence. thanks for coming in and chatting with us on Panhandle Live this morning. Thanks for having. Me. Absolutely. Let's stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. There must be some kind of way out of here. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation, they provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it, for the break, we were speaking with Berkeley County Fiduciary Chief Will Lawrenson, talking about Will's safety deposit box, how they might not be the most efficient way to safe keep uh, some of your stuff uh, and all kinds of other things. So if you missed any of that, let's back to it a little bit later on. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, I'm Jordan Icewater alongside me and Marsh Kavalik. I don't All know right. if I said that. Did I say that twice? Yeah, I think you probably did. Uh, Fine. The week's already starting to run together, but it's because of such a busy yesterday <laughs> yes. everybody had here. I mean, everyone. <laughs> you got to love award season, right? I feel like we always say... Uh, we're not in it for the awards, you know, we're not in it, we're just in it for, you know, the community and for the whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. until award season comes around and you find yourself up at 11.30 at night looking at the clock saying, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have enough time to get this. Not that that happened to you. No, of course no. not. But course it's going to 
it's going to feel really good to know that we put those entries in, whether we yeah. win or not. Come April, when they when they do the awards, it's uh, the past two years because it's been done remotely. I've been in a variety of different places listening as, and I would get texts from people congratulating us, but um, it was kind of surreal. And I think it may actually be in person this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, up in Morgantown this year. Yeah, at the Waterfront Hotel, I believe is uh, what it's called. They, I think they have it there most years. Yeah, Waterfront Place up in Morgantown, April 2nd, 2022. The Excellence in Broadcasting Awards hosted by the West Virginia Broadcasters Association. It's always a big time. Have you ever been to one of those in person? I have not. I've been, I've been to, to, the, one. to the um, the Press Association Awards, but not the Broadcasters Association. They have been to one, and it was one of the more embarrassing evenings of oh, my life. Oh, yes. You've told me the story that it was just, you had just started. Just started. Didn't know anyone with the stations I was working for at the time. I uh, get there, thought I was going to have a seat saved at the table. Didn't. Had to just kind of awkwardly ask a bunch of people if I could sit at their uh, table, oh end up goodness. doing that. And didn't, uh, there were a bunch of guys from Bluefield, I think. Um, so they were a, a lot heck of, fun, of a time. Sure, yeah, yeah, they were a heck of a time, especially with the different things they were pulling out of their cowboy boots that probably weren't they allowed. They some snuff. Uh, probably not. Snuff. Well, maybe that, but definitely uh, some clear liquor that was <laughs> oh, floating, gotcha. or wow. liquids, I guess I should say, that were floating around that were not initially served at the award show, but uh, I was some for some reason tasked with going up and accepting all these awards, and I'm pretty sure you can still find all the footage of this on YouTube all or the something somewhere. Yeah, but it's uh, pretty much me running up on stage to accept awards for people that I didn't even know how to say their names correctly. <sighs> the whole thing, and believe it or not, Marsha, I have a crippling fear of public speaking that's actually not uncommon in this business that so. people off the mic out of their studios mm-hmm. are a little awkward so so i know i am yeah so that was that so <laughs> i mean i'm friendly had- but i'm awkward like i never know where to stand i never know where to insert myself into a conversation it's just because we're not you know here we're kind of in, in control yeah. of the conversation exactly out there yeah. Not so much. Not so much. Not so much. So if we go this year, if we end up going this year, okay. Marsha, and we win something, I'm making you accept the award. Okay. Okay. That work? Okay. That's fine. Yeah. But like, like we put in what, four? So you did your newscast of the mm-hmm. year. Uh, I did uh, play-by-play, sports play-by-play of the year and sportscaster, but that's one the same thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um Best talk show for Panhandle Live and, and then station, station of the year for WPM and WCST. I mean, so we, you know, could be up there four times. There are other wonderful stations and of course. shows and things across the state. So you just never know. But um, either way, won't it be fun? To it will be fun. Other in person. It will be fun. I hope, I hope my husband's listening. Let's April. Play I know. It sounds like you're dropping a hint. No, Take I get to- all nice and dressed up. Get all worked out. Maybe get a hotel room for the I night. I told him, I said, you know, we've got kind of an, a substantial anniversary coming up. And, um, and so I said, we should just do like a little overnight every month and yeah. just not, not do like a huge this little weekend inter- trip. Yeah. There's so many cool places from where we're at that right. you can get to for a weekend trip. Like just Cacapen or yeah. one of those other places. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so that could be, that could Well, it's this. April 2nd. Yeah. April 2nd, right. Mr. Kavalik. <laughs> Put it on the map. Mark that on the, down. On the calendar rather. Just like how I feel like I should start reminding the uh, gentlemen out there that we are quickly approaching Valentine's Day. I feel like there that should always be a reminder out there as we get closer. Is it? Does Valentine's Day put undue stress on people? Because I, you know, yes, I think my, all the holidays my poor put, husband 
falls apart. Like yes. he, through the years, he's figured out that I like the De Fleury's big heart with the peanut butter. Um, he just defaults, gets that. Yeah, which is fine. Works, of course. No problem with that. But like it's it's a subject. It's such a worry. Like they don't want to disappoint people. Is that your experience? My experience is that I put way too much pressure on myself for oh, all holidays. Okay. So I will stress and fret over the littlest thing until, and then the day arrives and I'll get the thing that I've been stressing about mm-hmm. and then immediately think it's awful. And then I'm just like that with giving gifts. You have a little period. anxiety? It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> who it is. Like I gave, I got you uh, some chocolates for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. I was like, she's going to hate it. Who hates chocolate? No one hates chocolate. I know. It's ridiculous. Well, that's me. Well, that's yeah. just how I do it. So, yes, I would say yes, it does, so, especially Valentine's Day. So you're just stressing all the men out, like, way no, in advance? No, not stressing anybody out. Just it's reminding. It's less than a month. I'm reminding. Way. That's what I'm saying. It's a couple weeks. I'm reminding. Like, I'm not trying to stress anybody. I'm reminding. Okay. Reminding. And I will remind you that we have basketball here on WEPM <laughs> and WCST tonight. That was tonight. a segue. Thank you. Uh, the Shepherd men's and women's teams are taking on the East Stroudsburg Warriors. At home. At home. At home. I think East Stroudsburg always has one of the cooler um, like athletic logos. Well, what are they? What's their? So the, they're the Warriors, okay. but it's like a uh, Trojan looking guy. Oh yeah, he's got he the looks little Keystone, tough. little Pennsylvania Keystone thing up okay. there. Uh, but they'll be playing East Stroudsburg, uh, the Rams men's team, with the eighty to fifty seven yeah. win over Mansfield uh, just a few nights ago, and the women took the win as well beforehand. We will have your men's game right here on 93.7, WEPM, WCST. The tip-off is at 7.30. We'll get going at about 7.15, maybe a little earlier, maybe catch uh, Coach Eckleberry for, or from the women's team, get a little post-game recap out of her. But, yeah, East Strasburg coming to town. The Rams men's team coming in at 7-8 and eight on the year. Trying to uh, win a couple more games. These last two wins, back-to-back wins, have been huge. So trying to sneak mm-hmm. in uh, to the playoff, well, into the tournament uh, situations the brackets. here at the end of the year because we are quickly approaching the end of the year. Only a few games left. So, yeah, if you can't make it out to the Butcher Center tonight, there's a game uh, Saturday as well at home and then Monday at home. So you got two more chances on this homestand to come catch them. But if you can't, of course, you can always listen to Shepherd Rams basketball right here on 93.7, WEPM, WCST, myself and Parker Stone. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely. And they're always fun. I love basketball. Love going to basketball, especially at the Butcher Center. And it's cool uh, during those games out at Shepherd, you can see the different athletic teams when they're getting out of their workouts or out of their practices coming in to watch the game so you'll have like uh it usually starts i think it's soccer or lacrosse the girls will kind of come in they'll sit in their own little spot on Uh the bleachers and then you'll see baseball start to filter their way down and you can always tell the baseball team because they always got the long hair and the baseball caps on (laughs) at all times so they're in their little area then football comes in pretty much everybody walking behind bajant uh, it walks in and they'll sit in their thing. So and everybody gets all loud and cheering. It's always fun out. That's great that they support each other like oh, that. Isn't that cool? That yeah. is very cool. I don't think that happens everywhere. Yeah, very neat. So if you can't make it out to the Butcher Center tonight for the Rams uh, matchup against East Stroudsburg, you can catch it right here at 7.15 for the pregame show on 93.7.1340 WEPM WCST. But we'll be back with more Panhandle Live here on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Never had a doubt in the beginning. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm, so guys, Virginia and Maryland, tipping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation, and provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Nice Warner, alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Now, Marsha, I feel like it's not a stretch to say that you, or to assume that you like going to museums. You like, you like sure. a good museum? I love a good museum. No matter where I'm at, uh, if there's a good museum to get into, I will go to it. Oh, now. definitely. There's a flavor depending on where you are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, what the exhibits are and all right. that. Sure. And when you get to sports, it, into the sports realm, you have, you know, the Hall of Fames that are usually like museums. And mm-hmm. I've been telling people for however many years now, and I've, I've been meaning to ask Bob Steele about this. Program director, and he's uh, the evening host over on 95.9 The Big Dog. And the most interesting man in radio, I so think. he's a big race car guy, right? Big right. racing, just in general guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I went down to Charlotte. A buddy of mine lives in Charlotte uh, a couple years ago. And just to go visit him and see Charlotte. Never been to Charlotte, North Carolina before. And uh, a couple of us went down. And while we were down there, we went to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Nice. And it is the coolest, most fun Hall of Fame museum experience I think I've ever had. I've been meaning to see if Bob Steele has been to that yet. So if you're ever in Charlotte, even if you are a race car fan, mm-hmm. NASCAR fan, I would say to go there. But the only place that beats that out that I've been to is the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, you've been to up the in Baseball? Cooperstown. Okay. My dad and I went up there, and my granddad went up there. Um, when Cal Ripken and... Oh, Senior. Junior. Who, uh, Junior. And I can't remember now who was uh, inducted with him. Someone's uh, yelling at the radio. I know. Someone knows. My, I, Dad probably knows. my brain is. It, I, anyways, Cowrickon Jr. Text. was the one. I know. Cowrickon Jr. was in it. So we went up there and uh, it was amazing getting able to walk through that. Um, and it's, you know, as a kid, you're always like, man, what would it be like to be inducted into the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame? Well, one person, only one person got to experience that last night. And it was Big Poppy David Ortiz from the Boston Red Sox. I'm sure if, even if you don't know baseball, you've probably heard. The name Big Poppy or David Ortiz in some form or another. And seeing the videos of him with uh, former teammate and friend Manny Ramirez, who was also up for induction on the ballot this year. Seeing the video of uh, David Ortiz, you know, getting the phone call and listening to the the process happen and all of his family and friends around and Manny Ramirez standing behind him. And then finally hearing that he's been inducted and, you know, him going crazy. Just can't imagine feeling that feeling, that experience, being, being able to see it there. Uh, so congratulations to Big Poppy, who will never hear this congratulations, but congratulations to him nonetheless. I mean, everybody loves Big Poppy, whether you're a Red Sox fan or not. I think you'll be everybody be cool with that. But yeah, there's a big question. Yeah. So that, like a whole slew of names, and I only follow this like loosely because it's in my news prep. A whole slew of names of people who are now they've lost their eligibility because they timed out after ten years, and they're people that you've you've heard their names for years. In baseball highlights, so you know why why didn't any of them get in? Yep. So you have ten years after you retire where you're eligible. Well, I think you have a few years. I can't remember where there's a buffer after you retire. There's a few years till you're eligible to be on the ballot for the Hall of Fame, and then you have ten years uh, for your chance to be put into the or voted into the Hall of Fame by Baseball Writers Association. This whole thing. Most people seem to not like it that the writers are doing it still. Whatever. Anyways. The names that uh, weren't inducted this year he and also will ran. not, yeah, and will uh, not be ever able to go in because they have timed out. Uh, some names that you will have real or noticed: Sammy Sosa would be one of those. Uh, Gary Sheffield, 
Uh, but he did not time out, so let me take Gary Sheffield out. Let me restart. Sammy Sosa, uh, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, and Barry Bonds. Those are all like big, big Huge names. names Barry baseball. Bonds, a home run leader, uh, number one home run leader ever in baseball. But Why did they get shut out? Steroids and steroid Ooh. implications and different things muddied that waters uh, up a lot, and people didn't know, you know, uh, whether they should do it. And a lot of people say, you know, it's time. Why not put them in? You know, they have all these records. People love them. You know, this, that, and the third. And then the big counter argument to that, it's like, yeah, sure, but then you got to put Pete, Pete Rose in, and yeah. then people will flip on a dime and say, no, you can't put Pete Rose in. It's like, well, then why? That why put like the other people in? Double standard. Exactly. I think. I think the only thing that they could have done. Is just not put him in. It, it sucks. I didn't realize it until last night that they won't they won't have another chance. Right. Um, that's pretty tough. I mean, I grew up, you know, obsessed with Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds. We were going to see Barry Bonds during the steroid height of the steroid era for him, and uh, we went up to Pittsburgh to watch him play because he started in Pittsburgh um, when he was with the Giants, and there were people with like big blow up syringes and signs, <gasps> and it was wow. intense. It was intense, but uh, it's still cool that. Uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, uh, was inducted anyways. And some people that will probably get in that are still uh, eligible on the list. You have Alex Rodriguez, another kind of iffy steroids thing, but Alex Rodriguez is probably going to go in. I think Todd Helton will be put in. Jimmy Rollins, one of the best middle infield fielders ever to play. Omar Vizquel, uh, Manny Ramirez will probably go in as well. Mark Burley. Had a perfect game with the White Sox back in the day. Torrey Hunter playing all kinds of, you know, in the outfield for the Twins and different things. <sighs> How do you clear your name, though? Like, if you, I, I know there were, and some of these probably very legitimately, you know, were doing steroids. But what if you really weren't? Or if you, you know, maybe tested positive, but it was a medication so, uh, that you were taking. Say Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling were kind of on the fringes of the steroids thing. I, I think, it, I can't remember. I remember the big disposition or de- deposition, deposition, thank yeah. you, um, that they had in front of the Supreme Court or something like that. And I can't remember if it was Clemens or Schilling that said, you know, I did not do steroids, but then came out saying that he did, oh. but then it was this, it was that. So that it makes it tough for everyone. Tony Gwynn was who was uh, inducted okay. into the Hall of Fame with uh, Cal Ripken. <laughs> did your we dad send you that? Yeah, yeah, he sent me all stuff. He's like, if Pete doesn't get in, the uh, performance-enhancing drug players shouldn't get in. Yeah, he's yeah, a, he's a big, thoughts. he grew up a huge, that he grew up a huge Pete Rose fan. Um, so he's always going to have Pete Rose's back. But yeah, so the uh, Hall of Fame inductee this year, David Ortiz. And if you ever have a chance to get up to, A, just to Cooperstown, New York, period, is one of the prettiest little towns ever. Mm-hmm. Right on the right at the mouth of this one of the little finger lakes up there in New mm-hmm. York. Um, quaint little town that's really only there for this Hall of Fame. So when there's not the Hall, when the Hall of Fame ceremony is not happening, it's just this sleepy little town with barely anybody in it. Mm-hmm. You think you're on a movie set. But then once... Hall of Fame weekend is in town. It is definitely busy and buzzing around there. So if you ever have a chance to get up that way, or if you ever are up that way, I would highly suggest Cooperstown, New York, uh, for the Baseball Hall of Fame and the NASCAR Hall of Fame down in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Probably cold in Cooperstown right now. Definitely. That's why they do it in the summertime. That is for sure. So speaking of weather, um, I've been seeing hints about, what were they called? Psych- uh, bomb cyclones. Bomb cyclones. There's a system moving up the coast, and one of the maps I looked at had the coverage area of the bad weather in Jefferson and Berkeley counties mm-hmm. for the weekend. So, I mean, we're going to keep an eye on that. I, I never want to, like, panic people, but, you know, keep an eye on that because 
you know, the, the bad weather hasn't stopped. The cold weather hasn't stopped. Sam, looking at today, we have a high of 28 with a low of 9. <sighs> Ugh. Gosh, no thanks. Uh, tomorrow, high of 35, low of 25. Then Friday, high of 35 with some snow showers mm-hmm. possible at That's, night. And then yep. Saturday, so uh, Friday night into Saturday is when the high winds, it looks like that bomb cyclone hits, I guess. Uh, looks like a high of 22, a low of 10 on Saturday with high winds reaching up to around 30 miles an hour. Wow. So your power could go out. Power could definitely go out. Uh, so be ready for that this weekend, especially Saturday. Uh, but then Monday, 37, Tuesday, 42, yes. Wednesday, 48, Thursday, 49, next Friday, 47. Yes. Granted, a little bit of rain Practically in there. Practically spring. But hey, I will take all of it. I'll take all the rain as long as it's not nine or right. 10 or 17 that I can see it out there. So I'm wondering when people should start rushing the grocery stores. Mm. Well, it's currently 24 degrees. feels like 20. Well, it's warm in the grocery store. <laughs> it is warm in the grocery store, which I have need to go. Grocery Unless you're by the so freezer bad. section. True. So I need to go grocery shopping so bad, but yeah, so there's uh your world roundup in sports, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, answered some questions. Cause I, I was like, why is this whole group of people now just not eligible? And yeah. and their names that even I recognize. So let's see if I can. Oh wow. So this is uh David Ortiz taking the call. Hello, David. This is uh, Jack O'Connell with the Baseball Writers Association of America. I'm calling you from Cooperstown, New York. But you know that the baseball writers have elected you to the National Baseball Hall. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and just oh, to see wow. the emotion, the emotion a lifetime just... of work, you know, mm-hmm. all culminating into that. And I think you can be happy for Big Poppy, whether oh, you're a wow. Yankees fan, a Red Sox fan. Big. He is a gigantic <laughs> human. I've seen him in person from like me to you uh-huh. away. And he, I mean, I'm fairly big person myself, but he like triples me. That Incredible. is so cool. Though. Yeah. Like, because you could just see he was a, just like everyone else hanging on the edge of his seat. He didn't have, he didn't take it for granted. No, he no, He was no. waiting for them to confirm. And wow, that's really exciting very for cool, him. Very cool, very cool. And then he did it clean. Is yes, as awesome. far as we know, of course, as far as we know. But yeah, but he's in. Clean. I'll have to ask Susan out in the uh, out in the front there. Oh yeah, she's her kind being of... an avid Yankees fan her whole life. We'll see what she thinks about a Red Sox going in. She she knows her baseball. Yeah, she definitely does. But uh, yeah, we got one more break, and then we'll be back for the finale here of Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, attorneys at law. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle. You can visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And Marsha, we got, uh, well, all kinds of stuff happening, it seems, down uh, Charleston Way right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, there were some bills that were processed passed that had been holdovers from the last session. Now we're legitimately getting into some bills passing out of one house or the other. And uh, the the governor is going to give his uh, delayed state of the state address. I believe mm-hmm. it's tomorrow. Yep, so. you, you'll be able to hear it here on uh, the Panhandle News Network. And I think Hoppy or uh, whoever will be in for Hoppy is going to have a commentary or something. It's Dave afterwards today. Too. Yeah, but on tomorrow after oh, the gotcha. state of the state. So Hopefully we'll he'll be back. Covered. 
For sure. But to get a little bit more of an in-depth look at what's going on down at the Capitol, here is the Metro News Capitol Report. This is the Metro News Capitol Report, brought to you by AARP West Virginia. Members of the House of Delegates looking at how the state can harness geothermal energy. The House Energy and Manufacturing Committee passing a bill Tuesday related to geothermal development in West Virginia. The bill comes as state legislators are considering a repeal of the statewide ban on nuclear energy development. The Senate approving a measure doing that, the final tally, 24 to 7. Montague County Senator Bob Beach, one of those who voted no. If you look at the maps, there's only five states east of the Mississippi who do not have these facilities. I think those are safe states in my opinion. And I would like West Virginia to be and continue to be one of those safe states. The bill now to the House, the chamber already reviewing a similar proposal. The House Finance Committee hearing from Bill Crouch with the State Department of Health and Human Resources. He tells lawmakers that many workers are leaving. Our workforce is aging, and I'm very concerned that we need to to have a way to bring more young people and keep young people in DHHR. Crouch also discussing the agency's budget for the next fiscal year, the proposal flat from the budget currently in place. I'm Alex Thomas for Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. That's what's going on down Charleston Way, and it's uh, interesting hearing about the geothermal and the mm-hmm. nuclear power possibilities because, uh, well, I feel like we were a little bit out of their target area, I would say, for the big like geothermal and the nuclear. We, we put our a lot of our eggs in the extraction basket yeah. a long time ago, and yeah. I think there's been a public sentiment. There's in no room around here to the... put a nuclear plant or anything, I would say. I mean, I'm sure Maybe they can find some room. Maybe not in Berkeley County. We've yeah. got so many houses that need to yeah, get in. So. Exactly. Yeah, so um, wanted to uh, remind folks that there is uh, part of the American Conversation Project over at the Stubblefield Institute on the beautiful campus of Shepherd University, January 31st, 7 p.m., a virtual event uh, called Teaching American History, Will It Change? It's got a panel discussion, and I know, you know, the teaching of history in the public school system has been a lightning rod of controversy lately. Yeah, definitely um, that. It, it, you know, kind of uh, part of the topics at school boards and, and all of that. The Stubblefield Institute wants to have conversations and a good, you know, civil yeah. conversations, civil mm-hmm. discourse about this. And that's how answers come out. So Absolutely. January 31st, 7 p.m. virtual event. You can go on their website and find um, the information to, to take part in that. Yeah, and we always have that kind of stuff posted over on our website as well, panhandlenewsnetwork.com. And, uh, well, I think that just about does it for us here, Marcia. You know what I like doing on a cold day, though? Having a nice coffee from Daily Grind. That's exactly right. I wish I had. Uh, I wish I could just have it refilled every time. Just like every time I go they're to grab not gonna it, come bang, here it's a new one. You know, I'll drink that. Bring it, it, to you. it runs out. Maybe I'll put it over to the side a little bit, forget about it, come back to grab another one. Bang, it's mm-hmm. brand new. I think it's special enough that when I come in to pick it up, I've got it right there all packaged up with your name on it. So I know. That's I'm pretty special. I'm definitely becoming a regular at the Daily Grind because yeah. I get the same thing every single day. I'm such a creature of habit. If anybody wanted to, I don't know, follow me anywhere mm-hmm. they could, oh, they, could they would know where i'm at all the time i probably shouldn't have said that put yourself out in loud. danger I right now i gotta switch up my whole routine now that i said that but <laughs> that's uh, why you send me in right like, <laughs> yeah you gotta switch it up every once in a while you gotta keep them on their toes that's not jordan that's yeah. a very small older lady <laughs> why is she taking jordan's coffee <laughs> no the daily guys the daily grind is the best uh especially for a good morning pick me up Mm-hmm. Like a bacon, egg, and cheese with a side of bacon, of course. Uh, that started off as kind of, of a joke. Yeah, it's sort of kind of a joke getting it. Now I've gotten it every mm-hmm. day since. Because why not? Because I, 
You know they have lunch <laughs> too. Like some of some lunch. of our friends at the station have been getting their lunch and they salads. Do, they have and good stuff, lunch. So. A lot of wraps and things mm-hmm. like that, pesto wraps and what mm-hmm. and what have you. But um, yeah, I started getting the side of bacon is kind of like a joke. And then uh, one day I had I didn't finish it, so I put it in my backpack when I left, and you know got home <laughs> was doing some things. I get in my backpack and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have a bucket of bacon in here. I'm surprised the like, dog didn't perfect. find it. Like, That's perfect. So now I'm like, well, I got to get the bacon. I'll save it for later, even though I did not save it for later tonight, today. But um, Well, because, yeah, everyone's recovering from Tuesday. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm going to say on record, thank you for producing our awards uh, entries. Oh, of the course. The big ones, the big scary course. ones. It's fun. I was, it was uh, nice to be able to use my desk at the house for once, yeah. for like actual work, instead of just sitting there and watching Netflix or YouTube or, <laughs> you know, what have you. But yeah, have got anything else, Portia? That's pretty much it. I'm just, That's my yeah. Cracks. We're all just in recovery and so glad Tuesday's <laughs> over. But yay, team. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you missed any of today's show at the beginning, we had Berkeley County Fiduciary Chief Will Lawrenson on talking about Wills and Testaments, talking about, uh, see, it's funny that is, you know, Will Lawrenson is working with the Wills, wills of mm-hmm. the people and not the executor of his parents. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Anyway, but he was a mere child, a mere lad. Well, and congratulations to Will and his new fiance. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. That is very special, very Exciting. special indeed. Uh, so you missed that. You can listen back to it. We uh, were talking about Shepherd Men's and Women's Basketball, which is back on the airwaves tonight with uh, East Stroudsburg coming to town. We have Shepherd Men's on the air, so we'll be starting that at seven fifteen. Now we got the game at 7.30 over at the Butcher Centers. Come on out and check that out if you got a chance. But if not, we'll have you covered here on WPM and WCST. And, well, we're talking steroid-era baseball, which, ugh. I feel like I'm always so tired of talking about it, but it always comes up anyways because you can't avoid it. Well, I guess you can now with a lot of those guys not being in the Hall of Fame or being allowed in the Hall of Fame. But if you missed any of it, listen back to it a little bit later on today from March Cavalli from Jordan Ice Warren. has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST. Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.